You're listening to WLRS Crypto Radio. We are not financial advisors. The content on this podcast and any YouTube videos are for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions of advertisers, sponsors, and guests do not constitute those of WLRS Radio or constitute financial advice. We urge you to make the best financial decision that suits your needs. Conduct your own research and seek the advice of a licensed financial advisor when needed. Know that all investments involve some form of risk, and there is no guarantee that you will be successful with your investments. There is no guarantee that you won't experience significant loss when investing. Now, come take a ride with David, Dylan, and Austin into the wild west that is cryptocurrency and DeFi. Which, like, you'll talk to a stock guy, and they'll be like, that's the most ridiculous degenerate thing. And you're like, you don't even know where I've been. Um, it looks like a third grader got into Blender and made these NFTs. Out of the way now, if there's any CEOs you want to tell them to fuck off or anything. Let me think. Uh, <laughs> this week... Welcome uh, back no. to the weekly DeFi show on WLRS Crypto Radio, where the intro is boring, but the content is top tier. I'm David, and I'm here once again with Dylan. Uh, Austin is out this week dealing with some stuff. And we're going to talk this week's biggest DeFi stories. We're also joined this week by Trajan from Invincible Robots to discuss his investing community platform. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing, doing well. fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did you uh, get a lot of trick-or-treaters, Dylan? I know you were looking for candy. I actually ended up not finding any candy, so I went with Austin and his kids and... uh we tore the town down. We got uh, two really big bags of candy. And uh, I found, uh, you know, they have this thing where we dump their bags, you know, in search of drugs, needles, razor oh. blades, etc. You know, you got to you got to check the candy. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm sad to report that we found quite a few drugs in all the Snickers bars. So I had to confiscate all that. A lot of drugs. Yeah, I saw a TikTok that was like that. <laughs> it was the pile of candy. She's like, and it was like all the a bunch of regular stuff she's like this is the candy that was okay and this she pans over to a pile of reese's peanut butter cups all this was contaminated (laughs) just full of drugs (laughs) couldn't couldn't let the kids have those so the sinkers bars were confiscated and destroyed of and uh what a good what a good parent i you know i'm just it's for the kids safety it's for safety it's a safety (laughs) thing I take a different tax. Instead of focusing on safety, I teach my kids about taxes, starting with the dad tax. The dad tax. <laughs> and it, it, it's quite high. 50% of all your candy goes it, to the parents. Does it go up with percentage points with the rate hikes? It's <laughs> yeah, a good good idea. Oh, yeah. The Powell, more candy they get, the higher their percentage. Yep. The Powell raises the rates, you know, three quarters of a point, and the dad tax has to cover that too. It's got to go up. Sorry, sorry, son. Don't fight the Fed. Don't, don't try it. Don't get audited. You're gonna get exactly right. That's how you raise smart business people, right there. Teach them taxes early, and they get smart real quick. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're putting. Their yeah, money. we have a rule in our house that if they, if we, if my wife or I find a wrapper on the floor, then we throw away two pieces of candy. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. So we have very clean, clean floors. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to borrow that. Although, what about you, Dave? Like did you charm. go trick-or-treating? Uh, I did go trick-or-treating, and my in-laws stayed and passed out the candy. Um, we did we did pretty good. 
So we did get a, a Butterfinger from Christmas, which was expired in last March. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but yeah, other than that, it was pretty good. People trying to offload their old stuff. Yeah, it had snowflakes on it and everything. Wow! Give it to the kids; they'll eat it. I I did throw it out. I just you know, what else are they keeping in their house? From I find expiration dates to be propaganda anyway. Oh yeah, just eat it. I'll push that. What's the worst yeah. that happen? Uh, I do call. It's, it's not real food. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, not real food. It's not going to expire. Yeah, exactly. It's just FDA guidelines anyway. Yeah. Um, but no, it is it is past October thirty first. Uh, so we have entered a season that I call the fattening. Because <laughs> we have, I mean, you have all this like leftover Halloween candy, and then you have Thanksgiving, and then you have Christmas. You know, so it's game over there. And like any weight that you didn't lose between like your January New Year's resolution and October thirty first, like that's that's with you for life. That's like sedentary stone, sedimentary weight, you know, just builds. There's nothing you can do about it. It's locked in. Um, we do usually talk about meat and meat prices, but I think we got a, a really beautiful sort of closure to that saga with the last week's $9 million meat heist. Uh, so I don't think we need to, to cover that. Um, it's a beautiful heist, yeah. and I applaud all those men that were involved. Those three Florida men. They're always from Florida. Why? I was going to say, it's always Florida. It was, yeah, it was literally like, well, the, the three guys that got caught stole $9 million worth of frozen meat. We don't know how, we don't know where, but we know it happened. Uh, what were they planning on doing with all the meat? Don't ask, don't tell, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not about the it's not about the destination it's about the journey yeah <laughs> just wanted to steal that much meat uh, did imagine? they steal it did they steal it from arby's because isn't their slogan we've got the meats oh yeah I, i'm meats. pretty sure they stole it from yep. as many places as they could get a hold of because i mean nine million dollars worth of meat is a shit ton yeah 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 it, that's a lot of arby's it ends up being like one and a quarter million or one and an eighth million pounds of meat. Insane. Yeah. I, I think that's a perfect stopping point for our meat price saga. But <laughs> as a as a curious man, uh Trajan, I know you're in Puerto Rico. What what what's it looking like down there meat meat price wise? You know, I'm 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 just kinda curious. Just curious. Gotta scratch that itch. <laughs> I do. Yeah, the the prices of everything are up. It's more expensive here, generally speaking, because it's an island like Hawaii. Um, oh, yeah, and I I couldn't tell. Yeah, uh, my wife does all the shopping, so she could tell you more. Um, <laughs> but I believe it's I believe it's up. Uh, I don't know if it has anything to do with the meat heist or not. But everything, mo- most everything is imported. I was going to say because so Florida would be like major export point for a lot of puerto rico you would think yeah so yeah so you guys are probably hit pretty good yeah. with that that heist uh yeah Florida, man. so before we we can jump into some games and stuff uh regarding and conversations regarding the invincible robots community i do want to discuss 
our amazing sponsor. Uh, this week's content is brought to you by Warfi, a revolutionary investing experience on Binance Smart Chain. Uh, buy a soldier and let it accumulate rewards back to 1 BUSD with revenue from its P2E game offerings. Or play their on-chain shooter game, put tokens in just like an arcade, but get paid out for each and every kill you earn. They're also introducing a trading bot investment pool uh, for another way to earn returns on your investment. And you can read more for yourself at warfi.games. We have their Discord invite listed below in the episode description. Uh, if you would like to become a show sponsor, send us an email at wlrsradioinfo at gmail.com. And if you're an investor, be sure to bug your devs to become a show sponsor at some of the best CPM rates in crypto marketing. Uh, yeah, so we do have a, a new sponsor with Warfi, and thank you very much. Your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, now we're going to jump into a game that has been pretty popular. It says Real Coin or Fake Coin. Uh, I'm going to name off five coins one at a time. They could be real, uh, or I just made them up. Your job is to tell me whether I made it up or if it's real. Sound uh, good? Works for me. I, I love this game. I love it. This has been, this has been an interesting turn of events. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that. Last week's real coin fake game coin was pretty good. Um, but we're we're onto the present here. So let me write down scoring here. And the guest will. So have there's to... only one fake one. Uh, nope. So there's. I'm going to name off five, and any one of them can be real or fake. Um, there are no limits on the number of real or fakes. All and right. It's just you versus Dylan this week. The first one uh, should be easy. It is Art Gobblers. And we'll let the guests go first. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say fake. Ah, see. Uh, although I, I, I feel intimidated because you said this should be easy, and now I feel like if I get it wrong, <laughs> we'll talk about bad. it later. <laughs> it's always the ones that you think are fake that are real. the The, the game's been tough because Dave, Dave's a creative type man. He, uh, he comes up with some wild shit. Uh, I'm gonna say Art Gobblers is a real coin. Unfortunately, it is a real coin. <laughs> it is uh, the coin tied to the art gobblers nft project which was made by the guy one of the co-creators of rick and morty oh and it just that's got... the name of it yeah it's art gobblers yeah i think I'm, the actual I'm on their well, the actual token i think is goo uh so trajan if I, if I threw you off with that and you knew goo was tied to that then i'll, I'll give you it to you but if not well, no, but but I'm in with Rick and Morty. Son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> no Rick and Morty reference. That uh, man, these are gorgeous, actually. Because I, I love selling like hotcakes. Yeah, I I love his art style with like the buzz, like the eyes that the pupils that aren't like perfectly circled. They just look like somebody crudely tried to draw one. Oh, it's the, Justin the Roiland though. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I I'd heard about it a couple times, but I, I didn't I have it like, in the NFT. It. The NFT show, I think we're going to be talking about it. 
Nice. Uh, so the next token is Twitter Doge. <laughs> Twitter Doge as a separate coin from Doge. Correct. Yeah, it's its own. It would be its own token if it were real. If it were fake, then I made it up. Well, there's so many. I don't know if you'd call them spinoffs or forks. Um, I'm going to say real. Uh, Twitter Doge. See, this is a tricky one because with all the recent news, you know, that sounds like the perfect shit coin name. But I, I'm going to say this one's fake because I, I kind of feel like I've gotten a lead on how Dave's mind works. So I'm going to say fake. Yeah, see, Dylan, I thought you would say that, and I went the other direction. Twitter Doge is real. <laughs> it's definitely not something you should invest in. Not financial advice, but... I mean, these are all, like, major shit coins. Uh, except for Art Gobblers, which is, like, 1200 bucks right now. Wow, I'm liking these, though. They look nice. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I love that art style. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd actually buy any of these, but they... Yeah, I'm pretty hesitant. That's pretty cool. NFT trading and flipping. There is some drama behind the Art yeah. Gobblers thing. Um so be careful. Oh, what's the drama? Um, basically, like how influencers, I guess, were allegedly getting a bunch of free mints and flipping them for eighteen k or whatever. I have to Jesus. do some more digging. Wow. On it. Um, the third token is rebases peanut butter cups. Rebases peanut butter cups. Oh, that. What do you think? I'm Jerry? gonna say. I'm going to say fake because the rebases coins have kind of had their day. They're all switching their business, their tokenomics. So I'm going to say fake. I'm going to say fake as well. That's a great shitcoin name, though. Yeah, it's fake. Somebody, somebody copyright that. Right. Yeah, somebody, somebody <laughs> copyright that one. Once rebase season comes back. Business. You gonna make that one? <laughs> okay. I think rebase season has sailed. I hope so. Inflation God, season. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you guys are tied up two to two right now, heading into the the second half here. Well, are you get which one of you guys is gonna right. pull that chastain move and drive your car around the wall? Did you guys see that? <laughs> No, I did not. Oh my god. I'm not into NASCAR. I this is a hard pivot, but <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly being in Kentucky, I am also not into NASCAR, but it is very very prevalent here. A lot of people love it. So this guy was like 3 or 4 cars behind and he needed to get into a certain position on the last lap, which is not a lot of time. It's like 30 seconds, right, for a lap. And then, so what he does on turn three and four, he smashed his car into the wall and just floored it and used the wall to control his speed while everybody else, like, slowed down around the turns. And he got there, like, 20 feet before, like, wow. the other guy. You're like, look it up. What a gutsy move. Yeah. And it, it was, like, to get a playoff spot. So he was... And Did I, he I don't, it? He got it. I'm not... Nice. I don't follow NASCAR at all, but I was excited for him. Yeah, that's awesome. Kinda, <laughs> Big bold moves. I kind of want to follow NASCAR if that's the kind of thing they do. 
that they've done a lot in uh, recent months to kind of like draw people back into it. They they've split the races up into what they call heats, so it's different. It's more or less like 250 miles gets broke down into four or five different like stages, um, kind of to spice things up, make it a little bit more bite sized. So you can join yeah. in and not have to watch 500 miles of racing at one time. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, right. I th- the uh, oh. the MLB was talking about doing something similar. Yeah, I, I find myself not being able to sit through MLB games. I can't either. Oh, yeah. It's so boring. The last baseball game I went to lasted 13 innings. It took seven Oof. hours. Oof. And... Uh, I'm good. I don't need to go to one for a long time, long, long time. Uh, yeah. Well, they were talking about a similar thing to do with, with soccer or uh, soccer needs uh, to be broke up. Just take yeah, out the goalies. Yeah, they were talking about yeah, or make the goalies bigger is what they're talking about, or the goal bigger. Oh yeah, and the field smaller. Well, those goalies. I'm sure are that ridiculous. will never happen. Have you seen like the size of those like regulation soccer nets? They're like. Gigantic. They're huge, and they yeah, um, yeah, a lot of skill being a goalie. I would definitely start watching more. Well, I mean, I'm I'll be watching soccer uh, this year for World Cup until USA loses, so it won't last long. <laughs> you won't be <laughs> watching very long. Not very long at all. But the World Cup is exciting. Yeah, it is. I love the World Cup. I lived in Brazil when the when Brazil won their last World Cup, and nice. it, it was crazy. It was so. You know how Brazilians are with their soccer, like a lot of countries that aren't America. Right. And it was it, it was wild being there. It was so much fun. Dude, I bet. I bet it was the an absolute whole party. country shut down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. All right. So the fourth one here we have is Don't Buy Inu. It's another uh, dog token. Don't Buy Inu. What was the token, the real token? Their slogan was, don't buy this token. <laughs> That's a <laughs> bold marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. It was last year. Um, I'm going to say fake. I'm going to say real, just so we don't have a tie. But I also kind of think this is a real. It's a real one. It, it reminds me of the System of a Down album. Uh, Steal oh, this album. Steal this album. And it was yeah. like... They put Sharpie as like the album art. It's taking me back. Love System of a Down. Uh, Speaking of taking you back, we have one more here. Uh, This is another throwback inspired coin. (laughs) 8675309. That's for all you maybe Gen Z out there who haven't heard. That's Jenny's number. For a good time call. Yep. You'll have to YouTube the rest. I feel bad for the person. I feel bad for anybody who actually has that number. Oh, man. Called they get called. Yeah. They have to retire that number at this point, right? Oh, they yeah. Right? Be gone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Came through and dropped. They, the well, we don't hottest, have the area code. One of the hottest yeah, so people of all time and then just never did anything else. There could be 50 8675309s. I wouldn't risk it. I'm gonna say real. Somebody would come up with something like that. Wait, is this? It's somebody made that 
number into a shit coin? I don't know. You tell me. Oh my god! Nice try. I, nice I, try. I gotta go with. Uh, I gotta go with real too. Because come on, that's that's a great shit. It's coin. real. It's real. Yeah. It has twelve holders, and a total <laughs> supply of eight million six hundred seventy-five thousand three hundred nine. That's clever. Yeah, that's clever. Of course. Shit. Of course. So was it before? Was it do? I don't know. There's oh, twelve oh, people the, with it, so these, I'm sure it does nothing. These coins. Yeah, just, these coins won't be doing club. anything. Like I went, I went deep for this one. I don't even think it has liquidity or a price, but it's real. <laughs> it has a contract, and there's twelve people holding it. Well, good for them. The council. They made of it. The twelve. There yeah. are three hundred thirty-five U.S. area codes, by the way. Oh, three thirty-five. So, That's geez. a lot of Jennies out there. Right, yeah. Okay. Tommy Two Tone. I knew that was the the band name. Yeah, Tommy Two Tone made one one very very good pop song, and then just didn't do anything else. That's that's the trouble with pop. Yeah, you get a lot of one hit wonders in that genre. Uh, so adding up the points, Dylan, you did shave out a win with this one. You won by one. Oh. It's all right. Congratulations. Points, points don't matter. It's just like uh, Who's Line. Um, now, our next game uh, is a Guess the Price game where previously we uh, named off the prices for a bunch of coins and uh, everybody would guess if it's going to go up or down next week. Uh, that's actually gotten pretty tedious and taken up a lot of time going through five coins. Uh, so I'm going to run through last week's scores uh, myself really quick, and then I'll explain the new format, which is much quicker and uh, less tedious. Um, but coming into this week, uh, Austin has eight points. Dylan had eight points. I had nine points, and the guest was bringing in one point. Um, so, <laughs> But... Uh, David did do pretty well this week, so he did get the guest a few points. Um, so last week, Bitcoin was at 20788 It's down. Uh, David said up, so he didn't get one. Austin said down. You said up, Dylan. And I said down, so that's one for me and one for Austin. Uh, AVAX, 1704 It's now at 1788 so David said up, so that's a point for the guest. Austin said down, and I said down. Dylan, you had said up, so you get the point there. Whoop, whoop. Uh, BNB is way up, probably because of all the... I don't know why, but it's way up. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of the sponsor of this episode. That's right. Warfi, go buy it. Kill tokens. It's on BNB. It's on BSC. Look at that. We got to get Trajan on the on the show permanent. He's gonna do my job. <laughs> uh, guest said up. He gets point. Austin said down. Dylan, you said down. I said up, so I get a point. Uh, Phantom, which was at twenty one point eight cents, now it's at twenty two and change. Uh, so guest gets another point. Austin, nada. Uh, you, Dylan, Nada, and me, nothing. Now, this was interesting. So, last week, one of the real coin, fake coin 
tokens was called nut gain and it was like this <laughs> this squirrel uh like holding an acorn and it was like i don't know we all got a good laugh about it so we added it to the and it's a real coin and the website has a squirrel juggling tokens um <laughs> so we added it just for laughs to this uh up or down game it is up so <laughs> It was at triple zero two four four. Now it's at triple zero two eight one nine. So we would have made money had we bought that gain last week. Yeah, if you could sell it, I don't know. Son of a bitch. I don't know if it's actually a honeypot or not, but um, Austin doesn't get a point, and you and me, Dylan, both get points because we believe in nut gains. Um, so the new, the new format is we're just going to guess the price for BTC when we record next week. And whoever is closest gets, uh, we'll say, three points. There we go. So no more of this, no more of this uh, up-down coin flip stuff. And that should make it so that the up-or-down game doesn't take like 20 minutes out of the show. Also true. <laughs> like, it took a long time to go through all that every week. Um... So I guess, Dylan, why don't you start with a, a BTC price guess for next week? Let's see here. Current BTC price is like 20... What was it? It's 2182 right now. 2182. I'm going to say 2350. 20,350. 350... Trajan, I'll give you a bit of time to to come up with a guess. We're gonna say Austin is putting a dollar. Oh, like, that sucks! Like uh, prices right. Oh, style. I was gonna say that. <laughs> One dollar, Bob. Hey, it might work. You can go two dollars. Really fuck them over. Yeah, I would like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna cut off Dylan here, and I'm gonna go nineteen thousand five hundred. Damn it. Mm-hmm. I look like a fool. Unless it's up. <laughs> Unless it's way up, yeah. Which, you know, you never know. Dream Believer would say it's going up. The bolt, the bear market ended, right? According to Dream Believer. I, I fully believe that. Yes, me and Dream Believer are on the same page there. All right. Um, so let's get to, you know, why you're here, Trajan. Uh, so as I previously, previously mentioned... Uh, we're here with you, uh, the founder of Invincible Robots, which is the home of all sorts of great ways to learn about building a strong financial future. Um, so why don't you sort of introduce yourself a little more and introduce, uh, you know, Invincible Robots? Yeah, well, of course, I'm here to hang out with you guys and lose at the games that we just played, which so far I'm doing really good at that. Uh, Invincible been, Robots is it. The guests have been very good at losing the games. Yes. <laughs> unfortunately yeah i wish i could claim it was rigged because the guests always lose but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you could rig a game like that uh, so invincible robots i built a community for for investors um because i am an investor i've been for a long time and i used to be a financial planner and a financial analyst and i love investing and i've been doing it for about 30 years and I wanted to help people that are, are new to it or are too much in one asset class like crypto. 
So I built this this community to lend some of my experience in investing and and saving and building a portfolio uh, toward financial independence. So that's the that's the objective of everything we do is kind of taking a longer term view, which I know there it's a little bit contrary to what some crypto degens like to do. They like to go for the high AP APYs and ape in and think short term. And I'm trying to take more of a long, longer term view, bring a financial planner's perspective to finance. Yeah. And I think that's, community. that's something a lot of people need, even if they don't think they need it. Like you said, like these, these crazy degens and they're well, hundred, 106 digit APYs, uh, you know, back when rebase season was yeah. going on. It's like, you got to understand that for each one of those rebases, if there's not a, an equal amount of buy pressure, you know, for the value of that rebase, then the token price has to eat that. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I think crypto the last couple of couple of cycles has been really good for getting getting people into investing, and I would put uh, AMC and GameStop in that same category. It's yep. been good to get people people investing. However, I think it is also. Uh, Hurt people, giving them bad experiences or giving them unrealistic expectations about what investing is. Crypto for the last few years has been all around technical analysis because it was harder to do fundamental analysis, for example. And now that a lot of projects actually have fundamentals, have financials, are actually making money, I think a lot of crypto degens don't understand fundamental analysis, looking at the actual numbers and tokenomics and money it's making. Because we're all used to following trends and doing TEA and talking to people in the community, and we're, we're missing that kind of, that other aspect of it, the more traditional style, and the, having the patience to build a portfolio long term, and thinking about the ways to diversify and just build a proper portfolio. Right. And I think it's time for that. I think we're 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 past rebase season and we're moving into fundamentals season. I Absolutely, so. in crypto, it's very interesting, that's like, and that's exciting. Yeah, and I, I sort of had a shower thought before we even came on, and it was that like, is there even going to be another like true supreme shitcoin season, right? Or did people just kind of learn that there's more to it than you know nut gain and whatever the hell else? I don't buy <laughs> Enu, Twitter Doge, you know, like people are really starting to see that those tokens don't really have any value. Uh, so I'm wondering if this next bull run even has a, a significant like shitcoin season. It's an interesting I, I, thought. I, I, They're always go ahead. Dylan. Yeah. I just, I, I, the shitcoin seasons. I mean, it's, it's a casino, you know, it's just, you don't know. Um, there's no fundamentals to it whatsoever. <laughs> And I think that's been a lot of what you see in DeFi today. I think that's the problem. Um, everybody got rich and spoiled gambling on, you know, Shiba Inu, Floki, 40, 420. Uh, nobody has those fundamentals like what Trajan's trying to instill in people uh, and teach about. So I, we're all kind of doing it backwards now where we're interested in investing, but we don't know where to go and... 
I think he offers something that everybody should have been doing well before they ever got into DeFi. Yeah. And yeah. So like, why don't you actually, and I can't blame, like maybe you could like sort of help explain what fundamental analysis is versus what technical analysis is. Cause I think you're right. Like a lot of people talk only about the TA. Yeah. I, it's probably like 10 to one of TA versus a fundamental analysis. And TA is looking at the, at the movement in the charts of, of where a stock or where a crypto is looking to move based on historical patterns and trying to project the future based on those historical patterns and res- resistance up and down and, and looking at looking at trends. And it is pretty pretty technical. I guess that's why it's called technical analysis. But fundamental analysis is a lot different in that it looks at what the company is is doing. This is how how value investors like Warren Buffett and Benjamin Graham and the traditional investors have found that how they do analysis, how they do analysis on equities, looking at the earnings, earnings per share, the revenue that a company is making, uh, looking at the balance sheet and the cash flow statement and the income statement, looking at all the financials management team. That's more, that's fundamental analysis is looking at the fundamentals of the business and how solid the business is, what the prospects are for the business, which has been the majority of what happens in equities when the big investment banks do analysis and they release their reports to the, to wall street, they're releasing fundamental, fundamental analysis largely to to the marketer, to the clients, advising what stocks to buy, what not to buy. And that's why every quarter we have earnings season because the companies are releasing their earnings for the for the quarter, how much revenue they've made, how much earnings per share. Those are all the fundamentals of the business that investors look at to see how the business is doing, how it did the last quarter and what they're projecting it to do the next quarter. Yeah. And that doesn't have anything to do with technical analysis. Yeah, and it's it's actually crazy. Like if you look at like the stock market, like when the the little earnings report symbol comes up, like how much movement there is around like those quarterly announcements. Yeah, I saw what happened to to Facebook last week, based on what they what they announced, and it's it's exciting to see that kind of thing. The fundamentals come to crypto once you know, and this is pretty new. And if you are a, a an educated investor. And there are a lot of educated investors out there, especially in crypto. We get a big education in crypto, you know, all sorts of things. But if you're a, an educated investor, you have an edge. I think you will have an edge in the next bull run, understanding uh, both technical analysis, but more importantly, fundamental analysis. There, there's a large portion of crypto people that have been around that don't understand fundamental analysis. And if you understand that, you understand how to do research and what to look for then I think you're going to have a huge edge in finding the projects that that they may not pump 100x and then dump down to zero, but they're going to build your wealth over the long term. You can sleep at night. Those are the kind of projects that I think we need to be looking at to build long-term, like solid, sustainable wealth. Yeah, I agree there. And it's a great time to learn right now. Yeah. 
while everything's yep, flat right. and going going down, it's a great time to learn because that there will be a reversal. We don't know when. It might be tomorrow. It might be next year. It might be ten years from now. But it, it better not be ten will, years. It better not be ten years. I ain't going back to work. But <laughs> something's got to give at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, Warren Buffett. I think he hates Bitcoin. He he thinks it's totally worthless. So. Or he won't invest in it, and he won't hire, yeah. he won't hire anyone that invests in it. What do you What do you think about that? Are you going to disagree with with the big man? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to disagree with with Buffett because obviously he's a he's a sensational investor. He's also, I think, ninety two years old. Mm-hmm. He famously didn't invest in tech stocks during the tech boom. I I worked in Silicon Valley during that time, uh, late late nineties. And he was very vocal about not investing in, in in tech stocks. And then later he started investing in tech stocks and in Apple and other stocks uh, because one of the principles of value investing and traditional investing is, is invest in what you know. And he doesn't know anything about crypto. I don't think he wants to learn necessarily. And that's his style of investing. I don't think that's a condemnation on a crypto, even though it was either he or, or Charlie Munger, his partner, called crypto rat dot poison squared so they do have a little bit of a disdain for it but i think you have to take that with a grain of salt considering that he has one style of investing he invests in one type of company and he does that very well and it works for him and it's crypto is not that it's not what he invests in and that's fine yep it's his money he can do what he wants or his i would say his firm's money bitcoin if Warren Buffett was 30 years younger, I would say it would be a different story. But like Trajan said, it's just at 92 years old, why why would anybody want to learn about fucking blockchain technology at 92 years old? Especially with when you have more money than God. You know, it's just one thing you, right. don't, you don't have to. He doesn't have to learn about Bitcoin. That's right. He could park in a Coca-Cola. I love Coca-Cola. That's, You're a big Coca-Cola yeah. guy. I, I don't own any. I should, but I, I do love it. You ought to be getting influencer checks at this point. <laughs> once I once I own some Coke, I'll disclose that I own Coke and. But I'm, call. I'm free to shill it. I don't own any. Not Gensler financial got, got Kardashian, so I I promise you he'd come after you too. Absolutely. Using my platform to spread the good word of Coca-Cola. Yeah, for those that haven't heard about it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I mean, obviously those high APY sort of bait and switch. I mean, because that's kind of what they are, right? It's basically just marketing. Um, A false promise. How do you explain to investors who are excited about those high APYs? You know, they, they go to their their friends, they go to their family, they go to their everywhere. And they're like, oh man, 50,000 APY in one year, you know, your dollar is going to be 50K. Like, how do you explain to those people that those returns are unlikely? Um, and like, how do you get them to sort of come off of that, that cliff? I, I don't think it will be necessary because I don't think we're going to be returning back to that type of mania those type of APYs. I think I think the market has 
has sombered up a lot of projects and even the, a lot of the farming has gone away because the tokenomics has changed on a lot of projects because the the dilution and other other factors that has made some farming less less desirable for current investors and rebase tokens I, I don't think will be coming back but generally speaking you know even if it's like apys that are 100% or 50% those are definitely higher than what you'd get traditionally in in stocks that might seem boring that their average is 10%. However, you got to go back to the risk risk reward analysis. Are you recognizing that if you're trying to get that higher return that you're taking the higher risk? And where does that fall in your portfolio that that it uh it needs to it can be part of your portfolio but it's important to look at the whole everything as a whole and understand understand the risk that you're taking yep diversity is key but don't diversify into a bunch of 50k apy shit or diversify. 100% <laughs> i mean it's like it's loosely diversifying it's just spreading the same butter on more moldy toast different forks <laughs> Um, <laughs> moldy toast, but the butter's good. If he's that that good Irish stuff, yeah. Uh, I guess like what's when did you start the uh the Invincible Robots community and, and project? Oh, it hasn't been very long. Been about a couple of months, and we've already got a few hundred people in the Discord. Yeah, I was talking I was, about their their experience. I'd popped into your uh your post rate hike meeting call. Um, for a little bit and that was it was actually uh pretty fun to listen to yeah thanks yeah we do those every wednesday uh the links in the discord for anybody who wants to join us yep talk about what's going on in the crypto space for about an hour uh, and we've time. been doing those calls we've been doing those calls for about six months so that actually predates invincible robots no kidding yeah, those yeah just a, a handful of friends of mine that were all in crypto we just get together once a week trade ideas yeah, definitely. I think there's a couple other like communities I've been adopted into over the the past month or so, and I gotta say it's it's nice to see people trying to sort of help each other out, whether they're experienced um, or less experienced, um, but you don't feel so alone. Like when I started out in crypto, I was like alone. I had really n- nobody to follow except for you know, YouTube influencers and, and this or that. And there wasn't, I didn't really have a, a group of people that I could, you know, bounce ideas off of. So I think all these little mm-hmm. bubbles uh, of communities can really do a lot of good. For sure. It, it helps to be able to talk through your thought process or your investment thesis, hear what other people have to say, have people poke holes in your, in your thought process. And talk it through is a lot more valuable than just watching a YouTube video. You can learn things from watching YouTube videos. I do YouTube videos I post online. But actually having a discussion about it where you defend your ideas and discuss it, I think is a lot a lot more valuable, a lot better way to learn. I agree. Absolutely. And then so I'd say the so the Discord is sort of like your main hub or, or is like the website uh, the main Hub. like you have a blog and uh 
Yeah, the website. I've got a I've got a blog with investing articles there. I have over 200 articles. There's a YouTube channel that I post to regularly. Um, I've got I've got an outline uh, an outline of an articles on how to reach financial independence, which I've which I've done. Uh, and then I've got a course that teaches people how to re- how to build a plan to reach financial independence. And that's all on the blog, on the website at invinciblerobots.com, including a, a link to the Discord uh, if you want to get access to the free Discord to come and chat with us. So a lot of good resources. I want to make it valuable and useful for people who who are looking to build a, a, a good, solid, diversified portfolio. Yeah, 200 articles is a lot. Um, that's an impressive amount of articles, short or long or otherwise. Thanks. Um, I've I've ran a couple blogs um, in my day, and I think we got I think I got up to seventy five on one um, that I was super nice. super passionate about. But eventually, some stuff came up, and I had to stop doing it. So like two hundred is a that's a lot of information uh, for people to absorb. Yeah, it took me many years to write all those. So hopefully, there's good good content on there. I've been reading over it all day today. Um, they're fantastic. Yeah, I knew you sounded oh, a thank few. You few IQ points smarter in that call, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't always be Austin's dumb older brother. <laughs> <laughs> Got to break out once in a while. It plays nice for the AMAs, but you know, <laughs> I'm not as stupid as I look most of the time. Now don't, there's a couple things I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking dumb about, but no, I'm big about investing. Um, I've gotten into it big time over the last couple of years, so I, I'm trying to read and absorb as much as I can. Um, so it's it's been a great day of reading a lot of that. Yeah, and I think I think if you're out there trying to learn about investing, whether it's you know trying to learn like technical analysis, trying to learn you know how a liquidity pool works, trying to learn like anything, trying to learn to read contracts to see if anything's you know sketchy like don't be afraid to ask in like these communities like this like most of the time people are going to help uh there's definitely assholes out there um but you know ignore those people they just don't have anything better to do uh and someone will yeah will help totally you out. there are a lot, a lot of good people in investing and especially in crypto yeah i agree um, and so speaking to people who haven't put a dollar into making their own trades on the stock market or in crypto, uh, what, what do you think they should do before starting, before putting those first dollars in? First get the, get the basics down, have, have a savings account with at least a thousand bucks in there, get a couple of months of expenses pay down any high credit card debt, especially now with with it being so hard to get a return on things. If you're paying 20% or 27% on your credit card and you pay that down, you're basically getting that same exact return. You're getting a 20% or 27% return, which is hard to get in this market. So I'd take I'd take care of the fundamentals first. Get your get yourself in a good good position financially with some some cushion. And then put some money into an, an index fund, or just something that's broadly diversified, or buy some Bitcoin and Ethereum. Get get all those 
basic things done before you start looking into trading or getting into into shit coins or right, small cap stocks of, or the, the other more the sort of like boring yeah, holes you know the yeah ones you don't have to check on every five minutes <laughs> well you can sleep at night because once that's taken care of then it's it's easier to start start building and that's really where most of your wealth is going to be long term is investing in something like the index fund investing in your 401k at work uh automatically deducting money each paycheck into your 401k or into your into your brokerage account or both like deciding on what percentage of your salary you want to put away every every month in real investments i mean meaning investments that are going to be around in five years get that get that base down and then if you've got some a, a portion of your income that you want to allocate to other things to the fund projects then start doing that but it's the it's the boring stuff that that that's really going to be solid and going to work over the long run and it doesn't have to be boring there's a lot of cool stuff out there that you can do um but it's not it's not as exciting as as some of the projects that we're all in that that go up and down so dramatically but building toward financial independence is not supposed to be exciting it's supposed to be effective and you want to make it a sure as as much of a sure thing as you can by not taking undue undue risk and putting building that foundation right and if you don't have those those debts paid off or you know savings then you're going to be more emotionally tied to your investments and that can lead you to make some bad decisions because you're like, Oh, my investment's going down right now. I don't want to lose it all. I can't lose it all. Like that's not the the headspace you want to be in. Uh, because those are sort of the yeah. people that make other people money. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have an emergency fund with some money set aside, then you don't want it no matter what, if you've got, if you've got crypto or stocks, you don't want to have to sell any of that. If your car breaks down and you need $3,000 to fix your car, you don't want to have to go and sell something at a loss. When things are down, you don't want to have to be forced to sell. So that's why it's really effective to have an emergency fund, have a, have a couple of months of living expenses. So it's there for you in case you need it and you don't have to sell anything at the wrong time. Yep. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, that's what I had um, for questions, Dylan. Did you have anything else? Uh, no, no. Uh, just love talking to Trajan. He's He's got a lot more wisdom and experience than a lot of people you meet in the space. Um, and what I guess you could call it unconventional in DeFi in the fact that he's got the fundamentals down. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more interesting to hear from that point of view than what we don't, the moon boys and you know, your thousand X APY guys and all that. So I, I enjoy just listening to them. Yep. It's an absolutely untapped resource. Uh, I'm going to be sticking around in the robots community. I'm going to make as many of those Wednesday calls as I can because they are. Yeah, that'd be awesome. They're good. Um, and people listening, uh, I will have a link to the discord in, in the, the show description and as well as the youtube audio and what is it it's, uh, invinciblerobots.com is that the the website yep yep that's it awesome 
Um, so, Dylan, I don't know if you have a Frozen Walrus update. I was going to leave it to Austin to just wing it. Um, uh, yeah, we are currently in the uh, venture capital phase for Glacier, our balancer decks that we are coming out with. Um, if you're interested in that, hit us up. Hit either me or Lame Hillbilly up on uh, Discord uh, via direct message and get in touch with us. Um, and Walrus Anglers Club just uh, passed over 50% of the Phase 1 Mint. We're at 1270 Mint at the time of recording. Um, so we're making some major progress there. And we are now offering OTCs for... Um, Mints over 10, 20, 30, uh, we can give you a discount. So uh, just direct message me on Discord. Uh, let me know if you're interested. Very cool. Uh, now we have uh, a ton of news. Uh, and Trajan, I'm sure your knowledge and experience will once again flourish. Um, so we can start with this really, this crazy news Uh the MakerDAO, one of the developers, was found dead after sending uh, some disturbing tweets hours before their death. Uh, this is from an article uh, at CoinDesk. 29-year-old man identified as, I'm going to butcher this name, uh, Nikolai Arkady Much, Mush, Muchjian. Told you. Uh, <laughs> it was dragged. I think it's Nikolai or Katie Michigan. 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 It looks like like it could be much gain. I know. Almost. I wanted to say that. That's a good name. Much gain. Much gain. I like That's, that for a crypto name. I'm gonna put that in next week's fake token. Much gain. And I'm gonna see if <laughs> I'm gonna see if Austin listens. Shh. <laughs> good test. Uh, it was dragged by water currents close to Condado Beach. Uh, beach patrols managed to retrieve his body from the ocean, but there was no vital signs. The area is known for its dangerous and strong currents that have caused several fatalities in the past. Um, this is from a police report. And yeah, so and then but his disturbing tweet, which he sent uh, hours before, uh, I guess going missing, he said CIA and Mossad and pedo elite running some kind of sex trafficking, entrapment, blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands. They are going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. Um, yeah, so what do you guys think about that? Damn. <laughs> a crazy thing to tweet right before you die. Damn. Right? So it's going to be interesting to see if there is some kind of laptop that comes out. Because then I think the internet is going to lose its biscuits. That is, uh, well, I mean, we all know my disdain for the federal government and all of its supporting entities. Um, people have been, people on, like, the fringes of society, of things that are becoming popular. Uh, in the 60s, it was civil rights. Uh, or hippie 70s was civil rights, you know. Things like that. Right now it's cryptocurrency and alternative finance. Um, the federal government does not like you. And I'm not going to say that they did this. But, I mean, come on. Uh, that's <laughs> that's not good evidence uh, for the federal government right now. So, um, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, because not too long ago, um, 
I think it was last year, the year before last, John McAfee, who was a big time XMR uh, Monero guy, uh, was saying similar things. But the federal government's been trying to get was trying to get a hold of good old McAfee for years for an unrelated murder case. But either way, it was the same guy as the the Norton, right? Or the the yeah, the McAfee. Yep, he became a billionaire, millionaire, and. uh, allegedly might have killed somebody um and just started running uh went to started going to extradition or states countries that didn't offer extradition to the united states and uh he got real big on cryptocurrency and monero in particular because of its privacy and there at the end he was like i think they're coming to kill me and he died shortly after so yeah that's my thoughts on it this story reminded me of that too. I was going to mention the same thing, but also the the opposite side is that beach is very, very dangerous and known for, for rip currents. So it could have just been a coincidence that he happened to tweet that because people tweet crazy stuff all the time. Maybe it was a coincidence. Yeah, we'll probably maybe. never know. Yeah. So I think it's probably one of two things that happened in that he might've been into some weird stuff himself and then his ex-girlfriend wasn't a spy. She just found out about it or something. And he, you know, put it that way. And then he went for a swim himself. Uh, or the more, I guess, fun, I don't want to say that, at the expense of somebody who, you know, unfortunately has passed away, uh, is that the government did intervene and there was some some spy shit going on. And... They they put him, they dumped him on this in this bay, and you know let the ocean do its job, and then blamed it on the ocean doing its job. Um, so right. We'll we won't know Harry obviously. No, we, no, that's that's where it ends. Uh, that that tweet and the following news articles. There will never be a follow up to that. Um, it'll never get reported on. It's just it is what it is unfortunately it sucks because from my understanding maker dow was is a fairly successful kind of like cutting edge way of crypto correct uh, i'm not fully familiar with maker dow but i know he was he was looked at very highly in the space yes um and maker dow does make its way onto the headlines um for the main DeFi stuff uh, pretty frequently it does yeah well, and it's interesting that MakerDAO uh, is the maker of a of a of Dai, the stablecoin, which of course is uh, makes you wonder conspiracy That's theory who wise. Dai. Yeah, they make Dai. So. Oh shit! I didn't That's, realize that. Yep. The government hates stablecoins, bro. Taking like they, them right. They do not like stablecoins. That that adds a whole another layer to the whole thing. They don't like. Stable coins not made by them. Correct. Uh, well, it threatens their shit coin. Dolly. They don't like stable coins that hold their value. They need an only inflationary. Right. Coins. They they left a shit on the algo stables. It's insane. I, I had no idea that was MakerDAO, so that adds a whole... Now my paranoid... Schizo brains activated. Now you're, that, you're really thinking about it now. And he, yeah, I'm just shit. I'm turn, thinking about that all day now. Turning down the IQ dial. 
You lost. Yeah, it's back. You lost everything you gained. <laughs> I'm back. I'll be deep diving on the internet tonight. <laughs> oh, geez. I'm gonna wake up to a bunch of messages in the the podcast chat. We gotta add this to the macro show, bro. Check this out. <laughs> Check this out. At the time uh, he died, the tide was coming in. He wouldn't have drifted out. He would have been pushed in. I wonder. The don't add up. Dylan, you checked the tides reports for that beach and when the you murders did. occurred. I, I mean, do that. disappearances. Um, can uh, definitely do that. I'll definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> this one came in, I think, probably 30 minutes before we started recording. Uh, the Equinox assets, their, one of their pools got really uh, fudged up effectively locking a bunch of tokens. Uh, Equinox had issues with paying out the rewards over previous month, and then over the last week, they had not only restricted rewards, but limited deposits and withdrawals from the Equinox Trifecta stable pair BUSD, USDC, USDT. Um, so now some of these funds, I guess, are locked for at least 10 years, which in DeFi is like the entire age of the planet right <laughs> might as well be a nobody's gonna uh nobody's gonna care about it next year no next month yeah i, I barely care about it now <laughs> well the reason i do care about it is equinox is a balancer decks similar to what we're building at glacier um and we actually talked to equinox quite a bit in their team uh, in fact, when I saw that news right before we started taping, I sent that off to Austin, and he said he was already talking to him about everything. So, kind of, kind of crazy. Um, it's unfortunate. It sounds like something got stuck, and their way to fix it actually made it worse. Um, uh, it's it's unfortunate, but these are we're we're dealing with experimental technology, so. It's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. It's sad. Um, yeah, but no, I know last... that team over there, So, and I know how dedicated and hardworking and intelligent they are. Uh, if anybody can fix that mess, uh, I truly believe they'll be able to get it out. Um, and if not, they will do everything they can to make it right. Uh, they're, it's a great team over there at Equinox. Yeah, I think uh, in the USD+, Plus, which is where I had heard it... Uh... Their announcement had stated that their treasury can only cover like ten percent of what's currently stuck. So it's it's uh it's definitely something we're gonna be continuing to follow up on. Absolutely. And I also want to touch like Austin last week had said, you know, about Glacier Fi, like so many people and I mean this goes with just general investing too. It's like when, 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 now, 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 I need my APY, I need my project out, I need this now. But like if you, I mean, like these little tiny things can happen, and if you don't, if you're not careful and you're rushing, and I'm not saying that Equinox did, um, you know, it's just a crazy mistake. But right, you just no, it absolutely goes back to that. You want to be as careful as you could possibly be when you're developing something, and then like be twice as careful as as careful as you can be. It sounds like an epoch reward got stuck or something, so they tried to manually kick it out. And it, I, I'm not full on the details, 
Uh, but this is another reason why when people ask for a release date for Glacier, uh, Austin's like, it takes as long as it takes. Uh, he's not... We're, we're building this to be sustainable and blue chip. Uh, so that's that's why we... The, the release date is secondary to what we produce. We what we produce. Yep, absolutely. It's unfortunate when a when a protocol gets tanked for something like this. Yes, you gotta feel for the for the for the coder who made that mistake, or the coding team that made a mistake like that. And he's an awesome guy too. So yes, it's very unfortunate, and I wish nothing but luck to that team and for everybody that is invested in Equinox and might be upset or angry uh just ask that you have patience uh because stuff like this is very difficult there's a lot of it, it can get messy uh so please have patience with that team they they've done right at every turn uh since their protocol was formed and they'll do right again so don't get don't get angry at teams for mistakes like this yeah i mean it's, yeah, it's for sure it's just stuff that that happens and then there's a very good chance that an experienced team like this with a reputation like that they're not scumbags they didn't run off with the money you know they're not assholes they didn't do it on purpose uh they're gonna do the best they can to fix it it just happens sometimes it does um and i mean it's it's just one of those things where like i said we're we're dealing with extremely experimental stuff um and as frustrating as it might be for you imagine how frustrating it is for the team that has to not only read your comments but try to fix it as well so just give them patience and the time they need to get it resolved yep yeah um and then we can excuse me um move on here to a discussion point uh this is based on an article on coin telegraph but it was about the high failure rates in crypto projects uh they they went on to say life isn't easy for crypto startups to scale uh, many of them end up failing because they struggle to raise additional capital and liquidity after a launch pad round uh, especially in the bear market and i think there's a lot of places that projects can improve on and one point I can speak to because I work sort of on the marketing side of things, being a designer and sort of like talking with the people on the marketing teams for projects uh, is, is inefficiency in marketing. Uh, marketing for crypto is, is outrageously expensive um, beyond the point where you should even be paying for that marketing. Uh, so I think there's just a lot of marketing inefficiency that should be improved on in the space like youtubers charging two thousand dollars for a video that gets 500 hits right you're paying like wow i don't know like two or three bucks for a view and it's like you can spend that money better elsewhere and the projects are what's determining these rates because they're paying them uh so I think that's something that could be worked on. Uh, and you can, if you're more effective with your marketing, you will reach more people. You will have more potential investors coming your way. 
yeah, uh, marketing. Why would an advertiser care. pay that much? Uh, there's a lot of young people, I think, working in the space, and they just they they we need YouTube videos, we need TikToks, we need Instagrams, and the only place they know to talk to is is influencers, but they're not really doing the math on, on like the CPM and stuff. Yeah, on like just what they're getting experienced. Yeah, and then you also have uh, when I worked on Liquid Capital, obviously we had a marketing person who was doing some shady things, and we paid again, obviously at a way too high rate, but we paid for a bunch of videos they never got made because he was siphoning the money out and not paying for the videos. Um, so it's just a lot of wow. stuff like that going on, and. Back in the snowy owl days, um, when we I was new to crypto, Austin had just got his feet wet in crypto. Uh, we were looking at marketing, and uh, so I started reaching out to every YouTuber that would let me DM them. Um, we settled on a guy. We 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 talked to quite a few, um, and I mean we're talking thirty five hundred to five thousand dollars for a video made on the project. Um, so you can, you can get a video done for any project you want, uh, by any, by anybody on YouTube, if the price is right. And, uh, yeah, I think the video, do you remember any of the, the people that made videos? Uh, this one was a guy named Jack. He did a passive income series. Passive income. I know him. Yeah. He had 20,000 subscribers. Uh, I think he charged just 25 or 3000 for the video and I, like I told Austin I said man this is this is it this is how we get snow back to peg this is how we get fox traction you know uh we got I think 300 views on that video actually I'll, I'll go back and look yeah I remember that yeah he's getting that, that like was... 600 views 800 views a thousand views for 3k it's three dollars a hit so when that happened it was back in March, so we would have been. This would have been before the Luna crash. So this was, you know, shit coins were the were the move back then. So, um, oddly enough, he actually reached out to us not too long ago, uh, asking if he could make a video on us to see if we could, you know, if. Austin would be interested in coming on for a video, ask me anything, more or less. And uh, he had brought his price down to a thousand for a video. So that's still a dollar of you. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, we we did pass on that. Is this a this might be a hard shill, uh, but our CPM, our cost per hit is like two cents. And that's just because of the space. Yeah. So, that's, that's but it's cheap, based guys. on. Yeah, you're not going to find someone charging two cents a hit. You're going to get these dollar a hit guys. And they paid. What they did was they bought a bunch of subscribers from from bot services. Yep. Because if you have 20K subscribers, you're not going to be getting 500 views. You're going to be getting more. Uh, So those aren't real subscribers they have. Look at the actual views they're getting on videos before you, you buy YouTube marketing. Or any, for that matter. Yeah. Ask them for ROI data. Most of them will even just shy off. They'll just be like, uh, yes. well, I get you this. And uh, no, just go away. Like, um, 
because there's it just go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say just for comparison or context, my YouTube channel that I just started up recently uh, has less than 200 subscribers on it. And my videos get anywhere between 50 to a thousand views. And that's with practically no subscribers. So to get 600 views with 20,000, that doesn't add up because I'm, I'm getting that on videos with less than 200 subscribers. Yeah, it's, that's one percent of the subscribers. So you're right, something's something's fishy. And that's all. The Twitter influencers are even worse than that. Um, yeah. Yeah. there's even more bots. Yeah. Like, and then oh. it's hard to track too because there's like bots. You know, um, you can always ask a YouTuber for their watch time data. You know, you can't ask them for, you know, likes. It's a button. You know. Uh, so the, and there's like bots, follow bots. I mean, there's just so much. There's just a lot of stuff. And the issue with that yeah. is is when you are someone who's trying to bring, you know, a real marketing side of things to a project, you get ignored because you get a hundred DMs a day from from scammers and and uh, these bot farmer people. So it's it's very hard to differentiate um you know a real marketing person from from the bots or at least find the needle in the haystack i found the video that i was talking about uh 2.3k views in the last seven months and here's here's a hard chill for good old lame hillbilly this show is a big upgrade for your channel bro just bringing people with a face on you make people love your channel tremendously i think uh because a lot of people in DeFi won't do face-to-face interviews. So Arctic Fox was at 729,000 TVL at the time of filming that. Good times. Good times. Good fucking times. Good fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I learned so much from those two protocols. Yeah, yeah, that was a wild ride. Fuck. Tomb Fork season was, was nuts. It at least to me it was it was it was absolutely crazy and i avoided most of the rugs i worked for a rug uh <laughs> pulse dow so i had sort of started the, the no strategy, way the strategy charts thing with the tomb forks because there's like three tokens for the tomb forks and they're complicated more complicated than the previous season which was the rebase season um and so I had developed sort of these strategy charts based off some rudimentary, you know, box and line charts that someone made on charge DeFi. I took them and made them beautiful because I'm a graphic designer and I made them for great. Damn good one. And damn good one. He's a damn good designer. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> protocols came to me and they're like, hey, can you make some of these charts? Can you make some of these charts? And I mean, I was still pretty new to working in the space, and this was actually Pulsed Out was actually a pretty reputable project. They were actually paying me; they actually paid me in advance. So it's like, oh, they're probably safe, right? They're probably they probably care about their protocol because they're paying, right? They're not just trying to get some some free shit done. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I made these just beautiful charts. I was like, these are gonna look great in my you know, crypto portfolio to go bring to other projects. Uh, and then like a week later they rugged 
Yeah, I lost a lot of money on Postal. I'm sorry, man. I remember that well. Uh, if well, you what wasn't the issue that they were trying to go cross chain and yeah. they couldn't figure out how to do it, so they just decided, well, we're just gonna fold up. Yep, that's uh, that's what I heard. Jesus, look how far we've come. But like, I, I feel mean, terrible about that. And I was just a contractor making designs, right? I just did the charts <laughs> and I was on my way. But like, if you think about yeah. like how people are doing their research, they're like, oh, is the website good? Oh, they have these really nice charts. Like, like, did I convince people, were my charts, like, the the thing that pushed them into it, you know? And, and then they lost their money. And I feel terrible about that every time I think about it. Oh, that's unfortunate. But you didn't do the rug, though. No, I, no. I got, like, 200 bucks in, in Phantom. Yeah. In which, Phantom? Yeah. yeah. Which is now 50 bucks in Phantom. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Um, but <laughs> yeah, it ago is. Seems like ten years. It is. Uh, it's not a good feeling. Um, uh, yeah, you know, no matter what the business is, you don't want to. You don't like being associated with sketchy people. Sometimes you just can't help it, right? Yeah, especially in in this space. I, I've mostly avoided huh. it though. So, uh, there's a couple bad eggs. Uh, mostly good eggs. Like, there's this one Austin guy, the co-host of the show. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> real piece of work, that guy. Uh, now we'll we'll really know if he listens to the show or not. Oh, he already knows. He knows what I think of him. <laughs> he doesn't have to listen for that. <laughs> uh, uh, a little bit of a, a bidding war going on for Elon's love. Uh, Binance and FTX are foaming at the mouth to get in with Elon's Twitter V2. Elon's not calling it Twitter V2. I'm calling it Twitter V2. Uh, but Sam Bankman-Fried of FTX had a rejected offer to purchase a stake in Twitter. And that was linked to his belief that social media is one of the killer apps for crypto. A decentralized social media protocol would allow people to own their own data and move it between platforms without losing anything. That sounds like a pipe dream. Uh, but anyway, and then Binance is creating an entire team that aims to help with Twitter with things like bots. Uh, Binance is forming a team to investigate how blockchain technology could be used to help Twitter. The crypto exchange is an equity investor in Elon Musk's Twitter deal, so they obviously have more stake than FTX does. Excuse me. And it appears to be seeking an active role in how Twitter is run. So... We're going to be on this Twitter Elon Doge talk for a bit here. So what are you guys thinking about this? Is I, I thought that uh, FTX put in $500 million that was accepted. Is that the deal you're talking about? That was yeah, the one that was rejected. rejected. Yep. Oh, okay. But so just... that never actually went through. The Elon's got well, big dreams uh, in Doesn't SPF just kind of buy everything? He's just, yeah, they're he's like, just like the... The Budweiser of crypto. My, yeah, the Mashaoshi son of crypto. Just put a little mo- bit of money in everything. See what sticks. Pac Man of crypto. For that's a good one. Well, for those who don't understand that the Budweiser reference is that Budweiser goes around and buys craft breweries up. Uh, yeah. They were buying them left and right for the last like oh, seven years. They were buying. They bought 
homebrew supply stores, breweries, craft breweries. And I guess their goal was to actually just raise the price of Budweiser. Uh, It's a whole thing. It's a good strategy. But it it worked. Budweiser, I I don't care for the beer, but it's like now like nine bucks. I mean, it's the same price as like a, well, and then they made craft beer more expensive. I don't know. They're just buying up a lot of shit. Quartering the beer market. Yeah. (laughs) Throwing a lot of spaghetti out there. I actually like Budweiser as a beer. I like Yingling a lot more, but Budweiser is uh, perfectly fine on draft at a restaurant. Bud Light makes me full, or Bud regular makes me full. I get like a stomach, upset stomach from it. I could do Bud Light. I'm a PBR man though, through and through. And it's cheap as fuck. Is it is it PBR the beer that people make fun of if you drink up? Like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, it is. You you drink. Yeah, my my wife. You you okay with that? My wife, girlfriend at the time, got me into PBR, and we went to a restaurant, and they had ordered, like, PBRs, and the the host was, like, this old Italian dude, and he was like, what? Nobody (laughs) bought that in 50 years. Like, and they were like, we want it. All you need to know about PBR is that at Applebee's on Thursday nights, you can get PBR on draft for a dollar a glass. That's right. It can't beat that. Wow. Before inflation got crazy, you could get a six pack of pints for like five ninety nine. It is it is definitely a uh I don't mind PBR, uh, but it's definitely a uh there's a there's a stigma to it for sure. A stigma given its customer base. There's so many worse beers. There's so many worse like light lockers. Rolling Rock. Never, rolling Rock. I, I even hate Rolling Rock. Oh, it's awful. God, it's bad. Well, you could that was like you could get like a keg of that for like 18.99 or something. I don't remember. It's good it price. was I remember seeing the prices for it and it was like the cheapest keg in the window. I hate Rolling Rock. Uh, but well, Twitter uh what beer is going to be the official drink of Twitter? I don't know. Um yeah, no, so there's just a lot of people looking to latch on to this Twitter and like I've never been a big Twitter fan. I mostly use it in this space because I have to, because for some reason everyone else is using it. Um, and then what Elon today or yesterday announced what the like you can get the blue check mark for eight bucks a month or something, and like everybody was all investing. up in arms in that. I was like, I'll buy, I'll buy us the blue check mark for damn right for walrus radio yeah i think it's a i think it's a great idea why is it, has it always been so elusive you have to be have a ton of followers or be some kind of celebrity get this special blue check mark right and i don't think it's a bad idea from a business I mean, every, perspective either right those those influences are going to have eight bucks a month those businesses are going to have eight bucks a month and and when he bought twitter everyone was like there's no way you're going to make it work there's no way you're going to make any money from it like, why is he doing that? And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to come in and monetize this, you know, in, in a different yeah. way. Yeah, I think a lot of people would love to have a blue check mark. Be verified. I would. It'll, it'll help cut down on the bots, too. If you're not verified, you get deprioritized. That's right. And he, he and talks about they, adding an additional, like, tagline to uh, celebrities and stuff, similar to how politicians have their own tagline, uh, as well as the blue check mark. 
mentioning what they're famous for, you know, popular show or something like that. So I think it's a great idea as well. That's an extra fee, you say? Yeah. Right. I don't know. We'll have to see if the coffers, the Warfi coffers can can fork it out. (laughs) Buy Warfi. (laughs) Buy all the Warfi kids. Um, And another sort of aftermath of this Twitter going down was Dogecoin going absolutely ham over the past week. Uh, Elon Musk continues to have a profound effect on the Doge ecosystem, despite him having zero actual involvement in the token. <laughs> like, I guess That's there was a, a tweet. It's a weird thing. Like, there was a tweet that had a Shiba with a Twitter shirt on it, and, like, people took it as, like, this, like, huge thing that oh, Twitter was going to be, or Doge was going to be the coin of Twitter. And uh, someone, like, asked Elon about it, and he replied with, like, the eyes emoji. And again, like, the the, the price went way high. It's, it's just, it's crazy. He's got a Shiba Inu named Floki. I mean, it's just him showing off his dog and his Twitter acquisition. I mean, yeah, people... People are desperate to give relevance to Doge. But now it's got, I mean, it's got more utility than it ever has before with Doge chain and everything else. So maybe people are right. Apparently they're trying to turn it into a real project. Maybe it'll work. They did switch to, they switched to proof of stake. So it's not proof of work anymore. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was a while. They had their own merge. Let me look here. You keep talking. Talk about. I don't know, beer or something. I'm gonna. <laughs> I can talk about dogs. Can't have the any of that, that air. Sh- the fact that he has a Shiba Inu uh, speaks volumes about his thoughts on it. I think, because um, it, it's it was by design why he bought that dog. So it's a cool looking uh, dog. I want one, but they're expensive. Yeah, they are essentially cat dogs. I, I looked into getting one myself uh, before I got. Frank's crazy ass. Frank being my dog, not a man I keep as a pet named Frank. <laughs> Frank. <laughs> Shut up and eat your leftovers. I have, I have to I when I was working, I had to say that quite often because I'd be like, Yeah, Frank kept me up all night. And then I'd they'd be like, Oh, what you know, what the hell? I'd be like, Oh, Frank's my dog. And that, that didn't really calm anybody's concerns down either. Uh and but then, Frank, then they wonder why is he keeping you up all night? Exactly. So, so Frank likes to bark. He's a very anxious dog. Um, so throughout the he he has nightmares. Uh, he barks from his nightmares. Um, he just he he's a barking dog. He likes sitting in my lap and he likes being beside me at all times. He's he's just a weird anxious dog, but highly intelligent guy. You know, those Australian shepherds. Yeah. All those shepherd dogs. Uh, might not have happened yet. The plan to transition sometime in 2022, but no specific date. I don't know if it's happened or not, but it's in the works. Oh, yeah. Interesting. It didn't work out well, so I well see for that... Ethereum. Uh, and speaking of the... Yeah. This is going to piss BitBoy off. <laughs> and it we're coming you. for you. He's number one on Spotify or number two. It... We're gonna we're gonna top him. Is by he Christmas. really? Yeah. I, I think I, he if for jail. for crypto. Yeah. Uh, not still, for like everything. He's after, not ahead of Joe Rogan. After his big scandal, I wanted to, I was curious to see where he would go. 
after his like rage um, thing? I guess. Well, the oh, I didn't hear about that. I was talking about the uh, the info that came out that he was charging a bunch of people for unannounced sponsorships. So he's basically getting paid to shill and not saying that they were sponsored. Oh, that, yeah. that, that's what got Kardashian. He does these little short podcasts. Exactly. Oh, he has an hour one here on this. Oh, he has a lot, but he has a short ones and long. Yeah, ones. but yeah, he made one today, November second, one hour Bitcoin death spiral after Fed rate hike. Yeah, yeah. He uh, here we go. Uh, January twenty, uh, January of uh, two thousand six. He ran a red light with marijuana, uh, and got arrested for DUI alcohol. I'm gonna get his mugshot put on a shirt. That way, he knows that we're at war. <laughs> yeah. I told some people okay in the, with... the green. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Are you okay with that? <laughs> well, show me the shirt, I guess. You All know right, what? I'll get you it know made what? up. Fuck it. Let's, let's go for it. It's a very uh, young bit ta- boy, but you can definitely tell it's him. Talk to Austin's lawyer about it. And then. That's probably a good idea. Have Austin yeah. pay the lawyer so I don't have to. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything. It's free illegal. speech, it's parody. Yeah. No, it's not a parody. It's an outright threat of war. <laughs> this is a threat. And it's recorded. Thanks. Uh, no, well, I'm is, another disclaimer. He is fourth uh, on the, the crypto podcast rankings on Spotify. We're like 91st. Uh, so we're in the top 100, which is pretty good for being... Wait a minute. We passed crypto.com. Ah. Suck it. Ha <laughs> ha. Suck it, Crypto.com wow. podcast. Who's next? They don't next? Even get to be put on a shirt. It's BitBoy. We're gonna we're coming for his rank. Heath Daly, Crypto and Coffee. Oh, that sounds nice. There's a lot of heads we got to chop down. Anyway, do it. where are you seeing the list? Where are you looking at the list? Uh, I go to Spotify, Spotify and I just search Crypto, and then I go podcasts and shows and see all. That's that's my uh, that's the only way to know. Got a good method there. I mean, it stays steady, so I don't think it's random. Um, yeah. Oh, we're ahead of Coinbase around the block, too. <laughs> Just, like, absolutely throwing shade and shit everywhere. That's how you get popular. You start controversy, and then you capitalize on the controversy by being a better program. That's right. This is classic Art of War Sun Tzu. I mean, this is what Sun Tzu wrote <laughs> Art of War about was podcasts in the crypto space. Invincible Robots is along for the ride. <laughs> That's right. Everybody. We'll be right behind you. Um, where was I on the show notes? Oh, yeah. So this is going to piss this where, where I was going with the BitBoy stuff. Uh, BitBoy talk, tweets about Cardano every day. I wonder if he owns any. Uh, <laughs> Dogecoins. I think he... Token price has rallied to six-month highs and has replaced Cardano as the sixth largest cryptocurrency in the world. Doge's market cap currently exceeds that of more than 120 members of the S&P 500, and the rally may be related to Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter for, for some reason. You think? Uh, so yeah. which one's worth, le- worth less, Doge or Cardano? Don't ask me uh, to make those Doge decisions. probably has, has, has more actual functionality than Cardano probably. Doge Although has I haven't chain, looked at Cardano right? for a while. ADA yeah. is currently at $0.39 cents a token, and there are 
looks like hold on hundreds thousands millions there's 1.8 billion cardano tokens in existence dogecoin is trading at 0.13 so 13 cents and there are 34 trillion of those tokens or 34 million so i don't know i'm a matic man i do own matic i'll say it i own matic you got matic Mm -hmm. it's a good thing you disclosed that with our large reach of customer base. I ain't you know. taking any chances, especially with you making silly t-shirts, <laughs> mug shots. Gary, well, Gary Gensler listens to the podcast, so we, <laughs> we're we better off, you know, covering our bases. I'll say I like Matic. All right. What do you think about Matic? Well, Do- uh, Doge actually has almost 10 times the volume as Cardano. That's crazy. In the last 24 hours. It's the premier shitcoin. Yeah. It's like... Champagne to shitcoin, like it's coming after BUSD. Like it's, it it's might. Wow. Yeah, it's closer to BUSD than it is Cardano in a market cap. So, damn, man, that's crazy. So if you take out the the stable coins, then it's uh, six. Wow. Yep. It's right up there with yep. the big dogs. Yeah, six. No pun intended. Wow. Yeah. It's it's think crypto is crazy. There you go. That, that's all you need to know about crypto right there. Dogecoin. Yeah. Because I, I remember buying Dogecoin at sub penny levels. And when it hit a penny, everybody's like, sell, sell, sell. It's never going to do anything else. Except go to 83 cents or whatever. Except go to 83 cents. I bought I it at 83 cents. It, it made millionaires, man. Made me 50 bucks poorer. <laughs> I made a couple hundred. I, I flipped it into AMC and I lost it there. So that's right. I, like I say, money is a flat circle in crypto. Like you just gonna you're just gonna make it, and then unless you do something smart, like what Trajan suggests to do, you're just gonna put it in something else stupid and lose it, and then you're gonna make it somewhere else. It's just a flat circle. Like you're just passing wads of cash around to somebody. Like a bunch of people in a circle, you're just passing wads of cash around. Until you start getting smart uh, with your investments, which is why you should join so the to keep uh, some of it. Yeah, join the uh, Invincible Robots Discord. They'll teach you up good. Yep. Real good for sure. Um, and capping off the uh, the what many media outlets have dubbed Hacktober. Uh, Team Finance experienced a fourteen and a half million dollar exploit slash hack. Um, this hack was one of a flurry of incidents in this month, October, uh, even though it's November right now. Chain analysis previously noted that the hackers made off with $718 million of assets in 11 different attacks of DeFi protocols. So that wasn't team finance. That was just all the hacks in October, close to a billion dollars of exploits. Um, and team finance did contact the individual who exploited the protocol and the exploiter intends to keep 10% uh, as a bug bounty of the stolen funds. Well, at least he's nice about it. What a fucking job. Yeah, that's the that's the way to go. Yeah, if you're going to if you're going to just do steal it, you may as well give 90% of it back and not be on the run your whole life. Agreed. And yeah, and 10% is sure. 1.4 million uh you can do a lot with 1.4 million 
in safe stocks like Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Where you could be a venture capitalist in uh, Glacier Finance. We'll take your we'll take your money. We don't care where it came from. <laughs> let's Coca Cola. Uh, let's see, a two point nine nine percent dividend. So if you went all in on Coke, don't do it. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's even. You keep talking. I got to do some math. Oh, You're gonna God, make David, almost three thousand dollars a month, or three thousand dollars a year off your Coke dividends. That ain't bad. That ain't bad for holding Coke. Yeah, for a day's work hacking. I mean, that's a safe investment right there. $3,000 a year for just holding a stock. That's crazy. It's those dividends. I need to start, in, I need to start investing in dividend stocks. There's even more degen dividends. So if you don't have the money to to get safe with Coke, you can you can do other <laughs> dividend stocks, <laughs> which are, which like you'll talk to a stock guy and they'll be like, that's the most ridiculous degenerate thing. And you'll be like, you don't even know where I've been. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you think 10% <laughs> is unsafe? Uh, Hold my beer. Yeah. Let me tell you. Hold my tale. Coke. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, speaking of people expecting yields and not getting them. Surging popularity of ETH staking reduces the yields, um, which is, I guess, upset some people. Uh, over 14 million Ether tokens worth more than $2 billion currently deposited on the Ethereum blockchain uh, for staking rewards. Uh, according to Coinbase, Coinbase Institutional, the staking yield post-merge looks to be about 4 or 5% a year well below the 9 to 12% that analysts initially forecast when they put the, the when they activated the staking uh, this is of course upsetting those expecting higher returns in the long term as their stake is locked for the moment oof 5% though on well, just ETH. like that's pretty good cuz it's eth yeah we've known this for months though that it was going to be 4 or 5% Anybody who thought it was going to be 9 to 12 recently hasn't been paying attention. It's been more and more popular. I think the biggest challenge is that now with the interest rates going up, you can get a, you can get a, a, a T-bill for 4%. So Ethereum is in this range where it's com- competing with, with bonds, which are considered safer. But if people don't like Ethereum, they don't want to stake it, then they can un unstake it oh they can't that's what they're all salty about well well i mean sometime eventually and then the rate will go up so as an ethereum holder i'm happy with either way yeah happy that it gets more popular and the rate goes down or happy if people don't like it they can go somewhere else and the rate will go back up but if you're going to hold ethereum anyway you may as well make four percent or eight percent or whatever it is yeah, You're making I mean, something, which is a nice little bonus. For single stake, exactly. like Ethereum, like that's really good. Like you can't get that on a lot of stuff. Yeah. With like the caliber. And compare it compare it to a dividend stock. There's some analysis that state that shows that if you hold a dividend paying stock like Coca-Cola, <laughs> that that actually is the dividends that are paid out slows down the growth. 
you can't be a, a growth dividend stock because they're paying paying out that money. Right, that right? kind of went into growth. Inhibiting their growth. Exactly. But Ethereum, I think, is is that wouldn't fall under that. You can have a growth stock that is also paying dividends or paying interest, which differentiates it from an equity. So I still like Ethereum for that, that you're getting both all in one. Yep. And then when a the deflationary uh, growth token that pays dividends. Yep. And when the when the fattening ends in January first and the flippening begins <laughs> and ETH overtakes BTC, not financial advice. <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, it's gonna do really well and that five percent it's gonna probably be closer to what twelve percent of something more stable like a Coca Cola would have been. Um just because of the appreciation of your interest. A lot of big yep. words. Uh, so, speaking of Ethereum, uh, Vitalik Buterin urges DeFi to slow down integration with traditional finance. Uh, after weeks of keeping his own counsel amid regulatory action in crypto, Vitalik Buterin, Ethereum's co-founder and chief scientist, finally shared his thoughts on the subject over the weekend. His message was that he believes crypto isn't ready to be integrated into mainstream finance and should take its time to mature. Calling his take, he, he called his own take uh, maybe controversial. He said he doesn't believe the crypto community should be pursuing institutional capital at full speed. What do you well, think? Who the hell else is going to pump my bags? We need some institutions. <laughs> do you think the institutions are going to buy Doge? I don't hold those, but they can buy AVAX. Damn it to hell. <laughs> Institutions, if you're... That's what matters. BlackRock, if you're out there, AVAX. <laughs> BlackRock, I know you're listening. <clears throat> buy some buy some AVAX. Pump my bags. Let's, let's get the four up to 50. Let's get the four but, up uh, to 5,000. No, I, I agree with them, and I don't. Uh, we're in a weird spot, and kind of like a edge of the fork i guess you would say of where crypto can go um it could either stay you know fairly in the mainstream but never fully adopted or we could go full tilt and go full you know adoption um, i don't know which one would be worse because uh, we need crypto needs new investors and i think it's something that people that are looking to invest money and in, i think it's something that everybody needs to learn um there comes some growing pains with that, but at the other edge, you've got the uh, institutions that kind of force Congress and other lawmakers into more um, regulation on it. Uh, once more money gets involved, once it becomes more mainstream, that's when you start having more Senate panel hearings and everything else, which is very annoying. Yeah, I think it's more about to like. I don't know. Maybe he's concerned that they don't even know what they're doing. Uh, oh my god! But but like they're they're gonna, the institutional people aren't going to come in until there's like pretty strict regulation. I think like a lot of businesses like they can't even invest in crypto, right? Like they couldn't even right. put their assets in there. It's interesting the the timing of this because it seems like the last few months, every week, we're hearing about some new bank that is offering crypto to their to their customers. Yeah, Visa. It seems like it's inevitable. MasterCard. Uh, it, uh, MetaMask is doing ACH transfers for buys. Yeah, oh, Mellon Bank a couple weeks ago. 
it it is becoming more it's it's becoming more largely adopted by the general public um which means that other bigger institutions are getting it out there um but does that necessarily mean that they're investing their own monies into the crypto space other than just <clears throat> developing products that people that use crypto can use right yeah two different things kind of weird it's like I said, we're kind of in that middle of the road situation right now. Well, we're in a good building period. The crypto winter is always a good time to build without yes. all the hype. So I wonder why Vitalik would say that when there's not a lot of hype right now. What do you think about the yeah. the bottom for Bitcoin? Do you think it's going to like a lot of people? They're not a lot of people. Some people are like, oh, it's going down to 10 to 12. Do you feel like that's what's your... Uh, instinct telling they've been saying that for for months and like we talked about on the call today the invisible robots crypto call that i don't i can't figure anything that is not already already priced in because we've been in set in this volatile period for six months where we had crypto invading you or uh, russia invade ukraine in february we've had interest rate hikes we've had inflation we've had recession We've had the crypto market dumping, the stock market dumping, and it's kind of been flat since then. And the economy is still fairly strong. And the Fed is still signaling that they're going to keep raising rates, even maybe slower. And around the world, they're raising rates. So I don't know what else you could throw at Bitcoin. Regulations coming. So the only thing that is not priced in or that could still or a loop for everything would it be World War Three or a civil war, which would both, of course, screw everything up. But I don't know what else. What else hasn't happened yet? Sure. Right. Yeah. I think the only thing, really, that wouldn't be would I think getting down there would be from a lot of people like losing their jobs, like a lot, then they have to sell what they're holding. But yeah. But uh, un the unemployment rate has been, despite the Fed's best effort to lower it or, or incre increase it, rather, yeah. it's been very resi resilient. It hasn't budged much. The JOLTS report showed that it's the, how the jobs market is still very strong. So that end of the economy is still very good, despite all these companies that have announced layoffs and started to lay off their there are still a lot of people hiring. There's a, a 1.9 job openings for every unemployed person right now. So there's a lot of room to hire still in the economy. Yeah, and I also think that if you follow crypto at all, if you hold Bitcoin at all and read people's opinions on it, you've read the 10 to 12 to 13K hypothesis. Uh, so I think when we saw Bitcoin continue dipping, I think a lot of people wanted to front run, uh, and I, I, I really think that if we've not hit the bottom, I don't think it'll go much lower than what it did previous in the previous months. Yeah, I think we're past peak peak fear. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. So that's what we had uh, for DeFi news. I did see one thing pop up, which now worries me to death. Coin Telegraph uh, article. Saying not financial advice won't keep you out of jail, says crypto lawyers. Well, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Pack it up, boys. What if it's a lengthy, <laughs> like, 30-second not financial advice statement? 
I don't know. The longer the statement, the better it is. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. The less time in jail you have to spend for longer the statement. I don't know, man. I got to read the article. I won't make it in. I won't go to jail and I won't go back to work. So I wouldn't last. You can't take me alive. I'm going to Cadondo Beach. You guys have all seen my hair. I wouldn't last a day in jail. <laughs> Jesus. You'd be making lots of money in jail, though. That's yeah, you have lots of customers. Probably better than what I would make out here. <laughs> All right, so if you go to jail for like uh, financial advice or whatever, unlicensed financial advice, and you get a bunch of fan mail of people asking you for financial advice, and you just mail it out because it's like, what are they going to do to you? You know, put you in more That's jail. That's the only exception. They can't put you in more jail. Jail. To... jail. <laughs> Solitary confinement. Free hots and no free cots. Let's go. Solitary confinement sounds like a dream at this point. Is there, but isn't there like a maximum punishment <laughs> you can get for a specific crime? Like, can they take away your mail for, for doing financial advice? They probably can. I feel like mail theoretical. would be a privilege. Yeah. I feel like mail would be a privilege. So, yeah. I'm going to Google it. It only give you the, the worst thing is they only give you junk mail. That's the top level. Oh, God, that's worse than hell. You know what? Just put your financial yeah. advice on there and mail it back to the, the address. <laughs> Unsolicited financial advice. You're not going to stop me, Gensler. Yeah. Buy Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let the prison jail may inspect or censor it. The First Amendment of the Constitution entitles prisoners to send and receive mail. But oh, the, wow. But the prison may inspect and sometimes censor it to protect security using appropriate procedures. Ooh. The man's got their oh, hands so no more... and everything. He's, so Dylan's going to be going deep tonight on tides <laughs> in Puerto Rico. And I'm going to be going deep on, on my rights, knowing my rights. Give financial advice from prison. See, no more uh, baking a file into the loaf of bread and <laughs> mailing it to your, your girlfriend. I won't do it. I'm not uh, going to jail. Don't worry. Let's uh, let's pick a Twitter winner. We uh, we have an NFT giveaway to do, and uh, Trajan. I'll also give away. Uh, one of these VIP radio NFTs to one of your community members. Can't be Dylan. Uh, Can't be me. Right. You can give it Even away however you one. want. Uh, I'll just need their AVAX C chain address whenever they win. Uh, but you can run that however you like. I'll send you some more details on it, and you can you can run that. Uh, but we asked our Twitter community. If you could change one thing about your history in DeFi, what would it be? Uh, we got some answers. A lot of people kept it real. I think they, they were really honest this week. Um, and I'll read them off, Trajan. Why don't you, when you hear one you like, you say they're the winner. Um, Yabong right. says, take profits when I'm up big. Steven says, if I could change one thing, it would be deploying my initial investment six months later, because now it's all dust. Fizzle says, I would have told myself to slow down and learn more before diving in and taught myself about becoming exit liquidity. Uh, Stefan Von Marl, if I could change one thing about my history in DeFi, 
I should invest earlier in some things to earn more. Uh, money sign 377. Just holding would have been better than DeFi degening, yet I wouldn't change a bit. The experience was priceless. Nate ID. I would have started earlier and built more in the space. Lettuce. Lettuce art didn't Lettuce owns one. I guess he could sell Lettuce it. Lettuce one. He could True. sell. He could sell it. Uh, if I could change one thing in my DeFi journey, I would make myself take profit responsibly. Jesus uh, or Jesus Kachaya. If I could change one thing, it would be learning about hard wallets for me before starting. My wallet was compromised four weeks after beginning my journey. Painful to say at least, but I learned my lesson. Uh, Reese Johnson. I. Yeah. You hear one? You oh, like? I was gonna. I I was gonna go with both of the guys that said take profits responsibly. The first guy and just recently. All right. So we're. I mean, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go through everyone who a... said take profits responsibly, or to some of that regard, they're gonna win. Uh, so I guess Yabonks. Wow. Uh, I gotta mint some more of these, but I'll get them out. Uh, Yabonks. Lettuce. Reese. Alex. If I could change one thing, it would take profit when necessary, not compound until everyone has taken their value out of a certain project. Uh, uh, yeah, those four people. So... Congratulations nice. to you guys. I'll be sending you messages on Twitter. Uh, that's all we have for this week. Uh, super special thanks to you, Trajan, for coming on. Um, it was absolute Thanks for having pleasure. me. It was a lot of fun. Um, again, that's from Invincible Robots. Uh, be sure to join this community for some real next-level investment discussions. We have a link, again, to the Discord in the show description and the youtube audio will also have a link <clears throat> be sure to tune in tomorrow for the weekly macro show and tune in to next week's DeFi show we should have swapsicle uh, on air with us send show and special guest ideas to wlrsradioinfo at gmail.com and if you would like to purchase ad space or sponsor a show send inquiries to that same email wlrsradioinfo at gmail.com thank you everyone and good night bye guys thank you guys have a good night